reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord today. Welcome to another edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I want to begin today by thanking all our partners. It's because of you, beloved ones, that we're able to broadcast and share God's Word through television and all the other media sources all over the world. Honey, Amen. you know, one of the things that I think has made you really a, a, a great blessing to people is that you said years ago, 20-something years ago, you said, I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to try to fit into some Christian culture and, you know, become the caricature of what people think a Christian should be. You know, long ago, everyone thought a pastor's wife had to, had to play the organ and sing. Right. But you said, I'm going to be myself. Yeah. So we're going to be concentrating on today's episode of the difference between living in the Spirit and truly following His leading versus just taking on some religious culture. What would you share with our viewers today about that concept? The Lord actually spoke very clearly about that to me because as you went into ministry and, and began leading congregations, and I wanted to be the best, you know, pastor's wife, rabbi's wife, I wanted to be the best. And it was very cumbersome trying to be the best for everybody. So I was crying out to the Lord about it. He said, be yourself. And that set me free. And I pray it sets everyone free today. We're in the midst of season four of a series that I'm calling Mysteries in the Gospel of John. I'm taking specific verses out of John's Gospel that I really want to focus on that speak to us of mysteries, truths that we need to unearth to get a better handle on. Today we're continuing in the fourth chapter and we're looking at the episode where Yeshua met the woman in Samaria, the woman at the well she's often referred to. There's something so beautiful that takes place here in this dialogue between Yeshua, Jesus, and the Samaritan woman. I'm going to pick up now where I left off last week. Join me as I read from the Gospel of John chapter 4 and I'm going to begin here in verse number 13. Yeshua says to this woman this, speaking of the water in the well where the woman was sitting, where the woman came to, Yeshua said, everyone that drinks of this natural water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty, no come all the way here to draw. He said to her, go call your husband and come here. I'm going to pick up with that phrase, go call your husband and come here in a moment. But before I do that, I want to focus on the fact that this woman realized that Yeshua was speaking to her about something that she had not yet experienced. She said, give me this water so that I won't have to thirst anymore, and so that I won't have to keep on coming back to this well. It reminds me of something that happened to me when I was a little boy. I don't know how old I was, I'm guessing seven or eight years old, but I remember the scene so vividly. And I was riding my little bicycle up a hill, and I just turned a corner. 
And this little boy pedaling his bike, I'm going up this hill, I'm going up this hill. I finally get to the top of the hill and turn the corner. And I had this thought, beloved one, enter my mind. And the thought that entered my mind was this, wouldn't it be great if my bicycle had a motor in it so that I wouldn't have to pedal so hard and I could just enjoy the ride? I wanted an engine that would be my empowerment in life. This was as a little boy, seven or eight years old, so that life wouldn't be so hard, so that I wouldn't have to pedal the bicycle so hard. I wouldn't have to push so much. In sense, that's what this woman was saying. Lord, give me this water, she said, that I won't have to thirst anymore, and so I won't have to keep making this long journey to the well every day, schlepping this water around that's so heavy. Give me this newness of life, this empowerment that will give me joy and relieve the burden and make my life easier. You see, Jesus said, come to me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeshua wants to empower us so it doesn't depend on us anymore, that his spirit gives life. Yeshua said, my spirit gives life. The spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. You see, some people think when they hear the term born again that this is some particular persuasion of religiosity. They're the born again types people think of, you know, some type of narrow minded, uh, you know, fundamentalist Christian. Being born again has nothing to do with that. Being born again, Jesus said, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. It has to do with receiving the zoe, which is the word in the Greek, the original New Testament language. It has to do with receiving everlasting zoe life. It has to do with receiving the life of God's own spirit. This is what Jesus is talking about here. If you drink of meat, if you receive my spirit into you, my spirit will come into you. He'll fulfill your soul's deepest yearnings. So you won't have to be looking to the natural anymore, which can never truly permanently fulfill. But rather you'll receive the type of fulfillment that only God can give, the type of fulfillment that you were born for. The type of fulfillment that is what you were made for because you were made in God's image to live by his life. Jesus said, if you receive me and grow in my life and continue to follow me, my spirit is going to become within you a well of living water that will bubble up from your inside, saturating your psyche, saturating your soul, fulfilling your emotions, clothing you with my beauty, bringing you into intimacy with me. You'll experience my presence and those things that you've longed for in your innermost being that you didn't even know how they could be fulfilled, but you went after all these things trying to fulfill them. What you'll find is your deepest longing, which can only be made complete in me, will be fulfilled and that you will be made whole in Messiah Yeshua, beloved, you and I become complete. What I'm wanting to communicate to you, beloved one, in this series, in this particular section, Mysteries of the Gospel of John, is the life that you and I should be going after is a supernatural spirit life. Our walk with Jesus, it's not about religion. 
It has to do with the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. Sometimes people think they're living a full Christian life simply because they're immersed in Christian culture. And so much of the Christian culture may be helpful, but it certainly isn't going to take us all the way in. We need to go beyond Christian culture. We need to enter into the supernatural realm of Hashem, into the spirit world. What world am I talking about? I'm talking about entering into the spirit life. The spirit's ways are beyond our ways. The spirit's thoughts are beyond our thoughts. We're going to have to journey into the spirit in a way that only you and I can go individually. In other words, God is going to do for each one of us what he did for Abraham. He made Abraham leave everything that was comfortable for him. Abraham had to leave his land. He had to leave his friends. He had to follow the Lord's spirit so he could enter into something so much bigger. So he could enter into the supernatural promise of God. If you and I are going to enter into this spirit life, this supernatural life, this life that fulfills, if we're going to learn to walk in the spirit, if we're going to be able to move in power, we're going to have to be led by the spirit. It's going to be supernatural. God is going to train us how to abide in him. He's going to train us how to hear his voice. He's going to lead us to do things that make no sense. He's going to lead us to do things that would embarrass us in the natural. He's going to stretch us so that we're going to do that which is uncomfortable. And as we obey him like Abraham, Abraham did, we're going to enter into something that's so spectacular, so phenomenal, so full, so beautiful. Jesus said, you're going to enter into this provision I've made for you, and you're going to find it's what you've always longed for and been seeking for, even though you didn't know what it was, and you're going to become fulfilled. Let's continue on. Wow. I don't know about you, but I'm going after the supernatural. Life is in the spirit. The Spirit gives life. Jesus says, Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Let me comment here that this is not a one-time act because I don't want anybody to become disillusioned here. This is a lifetime pursuit. Jesus said this well of water that people receive when they drink of him Notice that Jesus says, it will become within him. Listen to the verse with me. But the water that I will give him will, here's the word, become in him. It doesn't happen all at once. This is not a one-time zap. Some people, they want to try it, and you know, they, 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 they dabble in it for you know, a day, a week, whatever it is, and they think it didn't work. No, this is a lifetime pursuit. The Spirit of the Lord becomes within us. It's not the Spirit that's becoming but it's that we're being filled with the Spirit after a life of pursuing Him as we decrease, as He increases, as we learn how to abide in Him, as we surrender our own power to Him to become His servants, slowly we're transformed from grace to grace, from glory to glory. Slowly we're transformed. The old things pass away. We become new creations in Messiah Jesus. And as we age, this new wine becomes the, 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 the fullness of our life. And even though the outward body decays as we age, our inner man's being renewed day by day so that the older we are, the fuller and happier and more joyful and more content we become.
Jesus went, he did three things. He preached the gospel. He drove out evil spirits. And he healed the sick. What's happened, Pastor Experito? This is the Annette. She's 25 years old. She's been mentally confused. Okay. She went to school and even became a nurse, but she could not even practice her medical practitioner she studied. This is the grandmother. Her, the head of this lady couldn't enable her to do anything. She couldn't do anything. And she has been in the hospital for five days. When they had the crusade, they brought her to this crusade. No. But after prayer, the lady is totally free. No more chaos, no more business. What's your name? Annette. 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 I hear things talking to me as if someone is She heard voices talking voices to her. Are you, are you still hearing those voices talk to you? I'm not hearing any voices which I was hearing at first. She's not hearing any voices which I was hearing. The voices have left. The voices have left. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Has your faith been built up and your passion renewed through Rabbi's teaching from the Old and New Testaments? Are you receiving revelation today that is bringing you a brighter tomorrow? If you've been blessed by the teachings of Rabbi Schneider, we would like to invite you to partner with us in reaching Israel and the world. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to join in our mission to equip the body of Christ, build the church, and evangelize the world. Your help extends the reach of discovering the Jewish Jesus into places we could never touch without your partnership. Together, we are making a difference and preparing the way for the return of King Jesus. Just yesterday, I visited a dear beloved friend of mine, a Jewish sister in the Lord. Her name is Agnes Koweski, 91 years old. 91 years old, this woman this Jewish woman was supernaturally healed spectacularly years and years ago. She's been following the Lord, I mean, passionately ever since. When Cynthia and I went to see her yesterday, I knocked on the apartment door. I hadn't seen her in a few months, so I wasn't sure how she would look. Again, she's 91. I opened the door. I looked at her beloved ones. She looked so beautiful, so fresh, so at peace, like an innocent little girl. I was so blessed to see father's faithfulness to his daughter. 91 years old, she had the peace of the Lord on her. Yeah, her hair's all gray, her skin's wrinkled, all the different things that happen with age, but yet she was clothed in the joy and the peace of Hashem so that you could visibly see the father's dew on her face. This is what I'm talking about. The Spirit of the Lord becomes within us, becomes within us. And so we need to realize as we're aging in life, we have to make a decision, what will we pursue? Are we going to go after the things of the world as consumers, consuming the things of the world, going from vacation to vacation, this restaurant to this restaurant, this television show to this television show, going after the latest fads, thinking somehow the world is going to fulfill us, eating it, ingesting it like the woman at the well that was taking the natural water. Jesus said, no, I want you to stop for a second. 
I want to tell you about a supernatural water. You see, if you drink your water, you're going to get thirsty again. It might relieve your thirst in the natural for a little while. Just like buying a new car makes you feel good for a little while. I even heard about a guy that bought a new refrigerator. He felt so great. He was a young guy. He, he, he went out and he bought, he got this apartment. And he, 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 he had to get a refrigerator for the apartment. And he, he went out, he, he found this beautiful refrigerator. This is going back about 15 years ago. And he saw this refrigerator. It was, you know, really sharp looking, stainless steel, shiny. You pressed a button, cold water came out, put your glass in, the ice came out. He had never had a refrigerator like this before. He had grown up with this old refrigerator that was 20 years old. He purchased this refrigerator, put it in his apartment, and he was like so blessed that he, he had this beautiful refrigerator in his apartment. It was the nicest piece of furniture, if you can say that, in his apartment. He was so excited about this new refrigerator that he literally got out of bed in the middle of the night when he woke up to go take a look at that refrigerator. He was so impressed with it. But you know what happened? Eventually his love went cold. <laughs> All right, the point is everything in the world eventually gets old. It may satisfy for a little while, but it, 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 it wears off. Everything in the world, the newness of it, wears off. But what a sham! what Father God gives us, it becomes within us a well of living water continuously bubbling up newness of life. God is divine, creative life. He's always new. There's always more. It's always fuller. It's always deeper. And this is what I'm going after. This is what I want to encourage you to go after. It's a supernatural reality. It's not a natural reality. Some people, they think of Jesus as simply a man on the cross that died for their sins. He's so much more than that. Yes, Jesus is God that clothed himself in humanity, lived as a man on earth for 33 years, went to the cross for our sins, his blood was shed. But God is so much bigger than that, beloved. God is invisible. He's a spirit. He's not a man first. He's a spirit that took upon flesh and blood because of his love for you and I. We need to stop thinking of the natural. We need to stop relating to God in the natural. God is spirit. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's outside of time. He exists outside of space. He exists outside of the material world. He's God. And he's called us into a relationship with him. It's unlimited. And so get excited about going after God. He has mysteries to bring you and I into that have never even entered our minds before. The scripture says, eye is not seen and ear is not heard. And it's never even entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. God has such an adventure for you. There's such a journey ahead for those that will go after Jesus with their whole heart. But remember, Yeshua said, he spits the lukewarm out of his mouth. It's not enough to compartmentalize Jesus. If you think Jesus is going to be pleased, if you make him your hobby, rather than going after him as your life, you are sadly mistaken. Jesus is not willing to be second best in your life. He's not willing to satisfy for our leftovers. He's not going to take our leftovers. We have to make him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Beloved, I want to encourage you. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But you and I have to go after him, beloved, with our whole heart. He has to become the passion of our life. And the way that you could determine whether Yeshua 
is really the passion of your life is by looking at the way that you and I live. Because faith without works is dead. If we say that Jesus is the passion of our life and yet we live like the world, we're running around like chickens with our head cut off, we're not making time for God in our life, if we're not disciplining what we're watching on television, if we're not disciplining the way we're talking and who we're talking to, if we're not disciplining the music that we're listening to, if we're not waking up in the morning and spending time with the Lord, if we're not cultivating a supernatural consciousness of Him and awareness of Him you know, as much as we can all day long, every single hour, then He's not really occupying the space in our life that He wants to occupy. But to the degree that we open our heart to Him, which is evidenced by the way that we live, to that degree, beloved, he'll come in. He wants to come in. But he can only come in when we make space for him to come in and want him to come in and invite him in. You can crowd him out. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door and invites me in, I'm going to come in. But you see, we have to partner with God. He doesn't force himself. He's not a doctrine. He's not a religion. He's a person. And so my question to you, beloved one, is have you put Yeshua, have you put Hashem, Father God, first in your life? Right now I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. Maybe the Lord is convicting somebody. Maybe as I've spoken today, you realize that you know what? You thought you loved Jesus. You're going to church. But you know what? You're not really leading a lifestyle that's putting Him first. You're not putting him first with your time. You're not making time to spend alone with him every day. You're not putting him first with your talent. You're not using the abilities that he's given you, perhaps, to serve him, to love him, to be a gift to his people. You're not putting him first with your treasure, your possessions. If, if, if you're not, beloved, today is the day of salvation. God has given you a will. That's the gift that he's given you and I, a will. We can choose. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Again, I want to remind you, Jesus is not willing to settle to be our second best. He's not willing to be a, a hobby of ours. He needs to become the passion of our life. Jesus said, he that loves father, mother, brother, or sister more than me is not worthy of me. And so, Father, right now, I ask that you will come and open the hearts of those that are agreeing right now that know they need to make a change. Father, I ask you right now to bring them into covenant, intimate relationship with you. That, Father, lifestyles will change. That from this moment forward, lifestyles will be changed. Old things will be broken off. That, Father, those that have not been waking up in the morning, spending time with you first thing in the day, will begin to do that. Father, getting into your word or reading a devotional, putting worship music on. And the Father, those that need to discipline their speech and the way they're talking, Father, will make that decision. Father, right now I ask you to impart to every open heart a fiery passion of love for you. Father, burn your fire into our hearts. We want to love you, Abba, with the same love that Jesus loves you with. Beloved, God bless you. Baruch Hashem. We'll see you next week. Many of us have heard the principle of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And of course, what that means is we throw out the whole thing rather than keeping what's good. 
The reason I'm bringing this up is that some of us have forsaken honoring the Lord with our tithes and our offerings because we feel there's been those in the past that have tried to manipulate us for money. I simply want to say this, beloved, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Honoring the Lord with our tithes and offerings goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. And today, the scripture tells us, if there are ministries that are blessing us and feeding us, we ought to support those ministries with our finances. Number one, to show thankfulness. Number two, to honor the Lord. And number three, so they can continue to be a blessing to the world. And those of you that sow your finances into ministries that are blessing the world, you're gonna be rewarded for it. Beloved, I wanna ask you for your help and I want to thank you in advance for your love and sacrificial support. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Le Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, as beloved child, to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode concludes the series, Mysteries in the Gospel of John, Season 4. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen. 